1: That's Science VS. New season out on Spotify soon.
0: On April 27, 1945, 61 year old Benito Mussolini and his 33 year old lover, Clara Petacci, dressed in Nazi uniforms and rode with German SS officers to the Swiss border.
1: Mussolini clutched his rotten gut a constant source of pain since he had entered the war. Years of worry over the success of the fascist party and over his own safety had left him with ulcer after ulcer.
0: And now, the greatest ulcer of all. He had just learned that those pezzo di merda Nazis were going to surrender to the Americans and the British. Curse all of them and their dead bastard ancestors.
1: He needed them to wait so that he could surrender first. He needed to distance himself from the Nazi regime to prepare legal documents showing how he wasn't complicit in war crimes.
0: But there was no time now. He had to get to Switzerland. He felt he would be safe there. They had remained neutral in the war and likely wouldn't turn him over to the Allies. But as the car neared, it was stopped by communist partisans, enemies of the fascists.
1: It was a standoff. The Germans and the Communists had similar numbers. It was anyone's guess who would survive a shootout. Mussolini had the most reason to worry. He hoped the Communists would just assume he was another German soldier.
0: But for the last two decades, he had plastered his face on every poster, banner, and pamphlet in Italy. Of course they recognized him. He was Il Duce, the leader.
1: Welcome to Dictators, a new ParCast original. I'm Richard.
0: And I'm Kate. With this series, we want to go deep into the minds of some of history's most hated despots.
1: We all know about the atrocities committed by the likes of Hitler and Stalin. In the United States, we're familiar with longtime American adversaries such as Fidel Castro and Kim Jong-un.
0: On Dictators, we'll trace the psychological, cultural, and spiritual influences that transformed these individuals.
1: Either they were born psychopathic or they were hardened by circumstance. Without fail, each went from wanting to save their country to destroying it.
0: You can find all episodes of Dictators and all other podcast originals for free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. To stream Dictators for free on Spotify, just open the app and type Dictators in the search bar.
1: At ParCast, we're grateful for you, our listeners. You allow us to do what we love— let us know how we're doing. Reach out on Facebook and Instagram at ParCast and Twitter at Parcast Network.
0: And if you enjoy today's episode, the best way to help us is to leave a five-star review wherever you're listening. It really does help.
1: Last week, we began our discussion of World War II dictators by tracing the rise of the man who invented fascism, Benito Mussolini.
0: Today, we'll see how Mussolini's decision to join World War II on the side of the Germans proved disastrous to his rule. His oscillation between whichever ideologies suited his purpose came back to bite him as Italians of all political persuasions turned against him.
1: Mussolini had been in power since October 1922, but in May 1940, he had a decision to make. Hitler had ordered his Nazis into Poland in September of the previous year. Britain and France responded by declaring war on Germany.
0: And now, in 1940, everyone looked to Italy to see which way it would fall. Mussolini's fascists, of course, had more in common ideologically with the Germans.
1: Fascism and National Socialism were basically one and the same. Believe in the party, obey the party, fight for the party.
0: Mussolini's image of the ideal Italian man, which he had been cultivating since childhood, would now be put to the test. Could the ideal Italian man win a world war?
1: He would sit in his offices at the Palazzo Venezia, ruminating on the decision. It was a massive empty space with just a small desk next to the gargantuan fireplace. Above the hearth, there was a triangle with the fasces in the center, an axe with a bundle of wood around
0: it. This was the symbol of fascist authority, a symbol of ancient Rome. Mussolini had promised a return to the glory of that long-dead empire. He couldn't deliver on that promise if he didn't conquer the world on the side of the Germans.
1: Many had tried to talk him out of joining the war, including Galeazzo Ciano, his foreign secretary, and son-in-law. Italy was not ready.
0: According to researcher Jim Powell, Mussolini's fascist economic policies, while initially successful, had turned sour over the previous decade.
1: Intervening in industry, telling citizens where to work, telling factory owners what to produce, initially saw a decrease in unemployment and an increase in
0: production. But when everyone took their orders from one central authority, things quickly became inefficient. By 1925, just three years into his dictatorship, Mussolini couldn't keep everything straight, often approving contradictory orders from different finance ministers.
1: Bureaucrats at every level expected to be paid off with government subsidies as they had been since the fascists took over. Soon, it became extremely difficult to produce anything, as a web of bureaucracy had to be navigated to get approval for any action.
0: Production went down. Imports were down, too, as the fascist system emphasized Italian products. Prices spiked, and the workers Mussolini had championed suddenly couldn't afford to eat.
1: But Mussolini was never one for honest introspection. He blamed everyone but himself, constantly replacing his ministers and demanding that his people work harder.
0: The ideal Italian man started to resemble the monarchs he hated in his youth. Meanwhile, in Germany, he saw the younger, more fanatic Adolf Hitler gain the full support of his people and use their considerable resources to conquer Poland, Norway, Denmark, and much of France in short order.
1: The Axis was doing what he had always wanted to do.
0: They were forming the empire that Mussolini had promised to his people.
1: His son-in-law, Czano, reminded him of his younger self—idealistic, energetic, and yet Ciano was against a war. But all Mussolini could think was that he owed it to men like Ciano to deliver a glorious new Italy.
0: In early 1940, he had seemed to agree that war was a bad idea. But by June, he had changed his mind. They would join the Germans and seize their destiny.
1: Mussolini declared war on the Allies on June 10, 1940. He said... We embark on our campaign against the plutocratic and reactionary regimes in the West. We wish to break the military and territorial shackles that strangle us in our own sea, because a nation of 45 million inhabitants will only be free if it has free access to the ocean.
0: And so he made the war about gaining new territory for Italy. In calling the Allies plutocratic, or essentially capitalist cronies, he tried to create a contrast that highlighted his own country as more equal and free.
1: Men in his government, such as Chano, didn't dare disagree. They knew what happened to those who went against the party.
0: And so the Italian military, food shortages and all, was mobilized for war on June 10, 1940.
1: Their first move was to attack southern France and capture Monton, a port town on the border between Italy and France. Mussolini wanted to support Hitler on the French front and gain as much territory in that country as possible. The port was captured around June 24th.
0: Armchair historian Griffin Johnson points to a wide number of factors that made this battle and the battles that followed difficult and occasionally disastrous for the Italians.
1: The Italian army was somewhat ramshackle to begin with. Many young men had been killed or were injured just five years earlier during Mussolini's conquest of Ethiopia. That war was popular in Italy, as it showed that Mussolini could do what monarchs of the past had failed to do. But it had angered the League of Nations, which was powerless to do anything about it.
0: This new war would ultimately make Mussolini unpopular, both at home and around the world. On the home front, newly conscripted soldiers were often peasants who had little training and poor understanding of how to operate the heavy machinery of modern warfare. The people knew their sons were being sent off to die.
1: Italy's inefficient factories produced substandard equipment to the point that some soldiers preferred to use World War I-era guns because they were more reliable.
0: Historian Frank Joseph even found that Allied soldiers actually appreciated Italian artillery as the shells often failed to explode upon impact.
1: The country couldn't get out from behind the curve as its coastal geography meant its resources were too scarce. As always, Italy would never be Germany, if for no other reason than the fact that Germany had more forests, mines, and oil deposits.
0: When France surrendered to Germany and Italy in late June 1940, Italy's only gain was the aforementioned coastal town of Monton. The Germans had done most of the fighting, and everyone knew it.
1: Of Italy, Hitler said, first they were too cowardly to take part. Now they're in a hurry so that they can share in the spoils. Though he maintained public support for Italy and Mussolini, privately he knew that it was only a matter of time before they became a vessel.
0: Mussolini had to save face. His entire platform was predicated on masculine strength, on the ability to wage modern mechanical war. The ideal Italian man was strong, aggressive, A futurist. He would show the world.
1: Mussolini's next move was
0: to invade
1: Egypt from Libya, which had been an Italian colony since before the rise of the fascists. The invasion began in September 1940.
0: This was meant to fulfill Mussolini's promise of a new empire. What was more Roman than conquering Egypt?
1: But again, his army's inferior skill and equipment were their undoing. The British forces in Egypt struck out first, attacking the Italian camps and taking almost all of the soldiers prisoner.
0: Hitler would have to send one of his best generals, Erwin Rommel, to clean up yet another mess of Mussolinis in the Western Desert Campaign that raged from February 1941 to May 1943.
1: But the humiliation didn't stop there. Mussolini couldn't accept that his army was completely useless against that of pretty much any other European country. He thought that perhaps the British had simply been too well entrenched in Egypt. Maybe a smaller country would be easier pickings.
0: And so he ordered his army into Greece and Albania in October 1940. Both were right across the sea from the Italian peninsula and were, of course, a part of the Roman Empire of centuries past
1: but the Greeks would not let their country fall so easily. This was a classic case of home field advantage. They knew the rocky terrain well and were able to outmaneuver and in general outfight the larger Italian army.
0: The Greek campaign was indeed a repeat of ancient history, but not the episode Mussolini had expected. Allied press, which would have inevitably made its way to Mussolini, hailed the Greeks as modern Spartans holding off the armies of Xerxes, or in this case, the Italian oaf, Mussolini.
1: 1941 was thus the year of Germany cleaning up Italy's messes. We mentioned that Erwin Rommel was forced to hold off the British advance in Libya. Now, in April, German forces had to invade Greece.
0: The German army was superior for all the reasons the Italian army was inferior. Hitler's bureaucracy worked. It was filled with talented individuals with undying loyalty to his cause.
1: Germany had abundant resources that allowed it to produce a seemingly infinite supply of high-tech war machines. And most importantly, there was strong support in Germany by those who believed in Hitler and his cause.
0: This is where Mussolini's waffling political beliefs came back to bite him. He used socialism to appeal to the poor, rural working class. He used romantic rhetoric about the Roman Empire and the power of technology to appeal to the middle class and the wealthy.
1: But this meant he stood for different things to different people. And so, as soon as the food started running out and the bombs started falling, his support collapsed. Meanwhile, Hitler was truly recreating the Holy Roman Empire and was delivering on his horrible promise to exterminate the Jewish people.
0: As terrible as it was, Germany's anti-Semitism made it into a powerful force. The Nazi soldiers fought because they believed that if they lost, then the capitalists and communists would take over Germany. And they believed that both of those groups were really just Jews in disguise, scheming to conquer the whole world.
1: But Italian ideology was more muddled. Some Italian soldiers fought to improve the lot of the peasant class. Some fought because they saw themselves as ancient Romans or dashing futurists. But all of those ideas were too disparate, too weak to maintain a fighting spirit.
0: In a sense, Hitler's fear-mongering was more effective than Mussolini's message of a hopeful future. Mussolini failed to raise the quality of life for the lower class, and he failed to deliver the new Roman Republic that the wealthy looked forward to.
1: This was never more true than in the summer of 1941, when the Germans had conquered Greece without Italian help. Hitler then chose to invade Russia without consulting Mussolini. Nevertheless, the Italians were still expected to contribute hundreds of thousands of soldiers to that front.
0: Mussolini's people felt that they now had to ship their young men to a distant part of the globe to fight a battle that they had no stake in. And that was the truth. Mussolini had lost control of Italy's part in the war.
1: This was also apparent in Ethiopia, where the British expelled Italian forces that had bled to take that country just six years earlier. Fascist monuments were yanked down into the sand.
0: Meanwhile, in Italy, the factories were spent, trade was reduced to zero, and any food the people could grow was sent to the war front.
1: In order to survive, Italy would have to rely on supplies from Germany.
0: In just a year's time, Mussolini had accomplished the opposite of an empire. He had turned Italy into a German vassal.
1: Next, Mussolini becomes a puppet dictator. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime
0: Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Now, back to the story.
1: In just a year's time, Benito Mussolini, supreme leader of Italy, the perfect man, had lost almost every battle he fought in and transformed his empire into a vassal to the fanatical powers of Nazi Germany.
0: To those around him, his state of mind was unclear, though it's easy enough to imagine how the egocentric leader felt about being the laughingstock of Europe.
1: Men like his son-in-law, Galeazzo Ciano, urged him to make peace with the Allies. But he was convinced that Germany would win the war. In late 1941,
0: That wasn't such a crazy position to take. The United States was still neutral, though they favored the Allies. France was a conquered nation, and Britain was being slowly choked to death by U-boats. Only Russia seemed able to withstand the German assault. And so
1: Mussolini opted to stay in the war, telling his men... We must accept this situation as any attempt at reaction will be a reason to degrade us from the status of a Confederate province to something worse than a colony. Even if they would ask us for Trieste tomorrow, because that would be a vital city for Germany, we should bow our heads.
0: He was saying that it was better to be a friend of the Third Reich than to become one of its servants.
1: It's hard to say for certain, but it's possible Mussolini bore some regret for allying with the fanatical Nazis. Italian fascists were fanatical in their own way, but their society was more, well, Roman. It was concerned chiefly with masculinity and less with race and the near mysticism of the Hitler cult. As
0: 1942 arrived in full swing, things only got worse.
1: The Allies intensified their attacks on Italy, bombing major cities. Mussolini now had to watch his country burn. The stress of this began to take a physical toll.
0: He became almost deathly ill, developing severe stomach pains that no doctor could correctly diagnose. Some said ulcers. Others dared to suggest that it was psychosomatic. Mussolini's body was punishing him for what he had done.
1: The condition eventually stabilized, best treated with a diet of warm milk and fruit. A further humiliation. Mussolini now dined like an infant.
0: Meanwhile, Mussolini could only watch as Hitler turned what should have been an easy victory into a rapidly declining situation.
1: He allied with the Japanese, who foolishly bombed Pearl Harbor in December 1941 and brought the Americans into the war.
0: He failed to realize that British cryptographers had cracked German communications, reducing the advantage of German U-boats to nil. And he continued
1: to push the Soviet front, killing millions and only inspiring Russian troops to fight harder.
0: It was the Russian front that would be Mussolini's undoing. In early 1943, the Italian people were already deeply unhappy with how many of their sons were being sent to die in the cold tundra of the East.
1: The food shortages were also becoming unbearable.
0: His people began to go on hunger strikes that crippled whatever production capabilities Italy had left.
1: The ideal Italian man had now officially become the monarch that he always despised. As with King Umberto from Mussolini's youth, his people were rebelling.
0: Then, the worst happened.
1: Failing to gain any ground in Russia and fearing an Allied invasion of France, Hitler ended his campaign in the Soviet Union in July 1943. All of the Italian sacrifice had been for nothing.
0: Even worse, The first Allied campaign to retake Europe would not be in France, but Italy herself.
1: The Americans and the British were coming to personally put an end to Mussolini's empire.
0: He was furious. At home, he fired ministers and replaced them with new ones. He was deflecting, trying to make himself seem in control when he was anything but.
1: Chano wrote that Mussolini now understood that his role was very much secondary to Hitler's. But even that was kind. Mussolini probably didn't make the top 10 when it came to Axis leadership by 1943.
0: The ideal Italian man, strong, aggressive, anti-religion, anti-monarchy, anti-women, had no way of recovering from failure. That list of traits didn't include introspection or listening to the wisdom of others.
1: Which meant that Mussolini failed to realize that Chano, General Vittorio Ambrosio, and none other than King Victor Emmanuel III were plotting to remove him from power. On July 24, 1943, a meeting of the Grand Consiglio del Fascismo was called.
0: This was the ruling Council of Fascists, who had helped form the new government in the early days, before all powers were eventually conferred on Mussolini. On a surface level, this was meant to help Il Duce through a crisis. But in practice, it would allow the most powerful members of the party to legally vote to give command of the military back to the king.
1: At first, their machinations came as a relief to Mussolini. He was happy to have others to blame for the failure of the war. On July 9, 1943, the Allies invaded Sicily. Things couldn't get much worse. Why not step down?
0: And yet, when Mussolini attended the meeting, he adamantly defended his performance as supreme leader. This didn't help his case. He was still experiencing stomach pain, and he came across as a decrepit madman.
1: He truly seemed to be oscillating between a solemn acceptance of his failure and a desperate need to blame it on everyone else. Regardless, a vote was taken and power was given back to the king. It was the first time in over a decade that anyone in the country had legal or martial power besides Mussolini.
0: He was so overwhelmed with emotion with anger and embarrassment and fear that he failed to note what a titanic shift this would cause in Italy. He seemed to have fallen into a state of denial. When he arrived at his cavernous office the next day, workers noted that he acted like nothing had changed.
1: On July 25, 1943, he went to meet with the king. He did this regularly and perhaps assumed this would just be another routine discussion.
0: But when he met with the king, Mussolini was told that he was The most hated man in Italy. It was true and stunning considering that he had been the most beloved just a few years earlier.
1: The crippling anxiety and depression that this must have caused left Mussolini still unable to comprehend the magnitude of what was happening. The dictator of five years ago would have hardly allowed anyone to talk to him like this.
0: His strength and aggression were replaced by fatigue and resignation.
1: After he left the meeting, he was accosted by royal police.
0: Captain Paolo Vigneri had orders to take him into custody. It was for his own safety, of course.
1: The next few weeks were at once a whirlwind and a painful slog. Mussolini went from being the leader of a prominent nation to a prisoner with no access to the outside.
0: He was shuttled from dilapidated home to dilapidated home for fear that one of his many enemies would try to kill him.
1: Not that his fascist captors treated him particularly well. He was forced to wear the same suit he had been taken in for some time. According to biographer R.J.B. Bosworth, his only preoccupations were to read and chat with a Catholic priest.
0: We can only imagine the thrill that gave him. Meanwhile, his stomach still bothered him constantly.
1: Eventually, he was taken to the Hotel Campo Imperatore, an unimpressive red building on the slopes of the Apennine Mountains in central Italy.
0: He could only stare out at the beautiful grassy plateau 6,000 feet above Rome and wonder where it had all gone wrong.
1: His life had changed so dramatically from the days of being a blacksmith's son, to a schoolteacher, to a socialist newspaper man, and then a dictator.
0: There was so much hope at the beginning. Socialist mentors who told him of a new world order where workers seized the fruits of their labors.
1: And even those early days of government, though not bloodless, were marked by an Italy more united than it had ever been in a shared purpose.
0: Could he see now that his own selfishness and arrogance made it all for naught? What business did a newspaper man have running a country, much less trying to command a prominent position in the most violent conflict in history?
1: Perhaps he thought this, or perhaps he continued to fume at the injustice that he felt had been done to him. His own people rioting, giving up on the fascist dream.
0: It occurred to him that his own son-in-law, Chano, must have been a part of the coup.
1: Whatever his state of mind at this point, it was soon broken up by the arrival of a mysterious glider crashing into the field in front of the hotel.
0: Everyone at the hotel watched in surprise as nine more gliders crashed into the field. Then, that surprise turned to horror as multiple SS troopers emerged Charging toward the hotel.
1: One particularly dangerous looking one introduced himself to the commanding Italian officer as Lieutenant Colonel Otto Scorzeni. They were here to take Mussolini, and they preferred to do it without violence.
0: The Italian guards stood down, some of them out of fear, others out of loyalty to their former allies or to Mussolini.
1: Within 10 minutes, a biplane arrived to escort. Mussolini and Skorzeny to Germany. Hitler was rescuing his old ally.
0: Next, Mussolini faces a reckoning.
1: Now back to the story.
0: On September 12, 1943, Nazi soldiers staged a daring rescue of the deposed Italian dictator Benito Mussolini.
1: The Fuhrer had decided he was too valuable an ally to leave to fate.
0: Mussolini likely felt conflicted about this. His continued imprisonment was humiliating, not to mention boring, and he feared what the Allies would do to him if he was handed over.
1: But this now meant that he was more aligned with Hitler than ever. The Germans would have to win the war, or they would all hang.
0: Mussolini arrived in Rastenburg on September 14th, greeted with much fanfare. He walked out of the plane to a smiling Hitler, who shook his hand and said some kind words.
1: But later, when they were in private, the conversation took on a less jovial tone.
0: The war was still not going well, especially in Italy. After Mussolini's arrest, the king and the remaining fascists attempted to make peace with the Allies. But the Allies had continued with their invasion of mainland Italy, and any remaining fascist leadership had fled.
1: The Nazis now occupied the northern half of the country, including Rome, and they had taken prisoner any remaining fascist soldiers for fear of them betraying the Third Reich as the leadership had. The Allies still controlled the south and were gaining territory.
0: According to writer Herd von der Aura, Hitler told Mussolini, I will be very clear. Northern Italy will be forced to envy the fate of Poland if you do not want to rekindle the alliance between Germany and Italy by taking charge of a new state and a new government.
1: He was threatening to dissolve Italy as a country entirely unless Mussolini went back and tried to run a fascist government from the north. To the nationalist Mussolini, who had staked everything on making Italy its own united nation, this was the ultimate threat.
0: For all he knew, Germany still stood some chance of winning the war. And with this crazed, forceful, transfixing dictator in front of him, how could he say no?
1: His mind was so addled by the whirlwind of events of the past few months, He was in no position to debate to try to get out of this.
0: And so, he agreed to return to Italy.
1: His new government was a sham regime known as the Salo Republic.
0: He took up residence in Milan, where he was only occasionally allowed to give speeches.
1: He spoke of how national socialism was really what he had in mind all along with fascism, how it lacked the flaws of those other methods of government. Hitler was putting words in his mouth.
0: It was clear that Mussolini had truly fallen, as in previous decades he would never subsume his ego, not to mention his party, to the whims of a fanatic who had only a decade ago been a joke in Italy.
1: The Salo Republic represented everything that was terrifying about the Nazis. In Rome and other major cities, they rounded up Jews, communists, and any other quote-unquote undesirables and deported them to concentration camps in October 1943.
0: Thousands died as a result of this. A growing resistance fought back, staging small-scale attacks on Nazi forces. They only had to bide their time until the Allies reached Rome. They were winning battles nearly every day, slowly taking territory in the south of the peninsula.
1: Whether Mussolini truly embraced these deportations is unclear, but he was irrevocably associated with them regardless.
0: His darkest personal moment came in January 1944, when he was presented with the members of the Fascist Council who had voted to have him arrested. This included none other than Galeazzo Ciano, his son-in-law.
1: Fascism and National Socialism called for no mercy. But this was the man who had been by Mussolini's side through much of his governance, who had helped him navigate early meetings with Hitler, who had begged him not to get involved in this terrible war.
0: Mussolini either wouldn't or couldn't do anything to help Chano. The Nazis hated the fascist leadership for attempting to make peace. They held a trial where the outcome was never in doubt.
1: Chano and the others were tied to chairs prepared to be shot in the back.
0: However, according to some reports, Chano managed to whip his chair around at the last moment, facing his executioners.
1: He shouted, Long live Italy, before being riddled with bullets.
0: As noble as this may have been, Italy had been dead for decades under his father-in-law's rule.
1: And now it was a zombie, ruled over by two invading armies with a puppet dictator who was himself like the walking dead. But then on June 4, 1944, the Allies finally arrived in Rome and fascism and Nazism were all but wiped out in Italy.
0: Two days later, June 6, 1944, was D-Day. The Allies had returned to France. Hitler was doomed and Mussolini would be too if he didn't act fast. He sent secret
1: communications to the Allies trying to arrange a surrender while preparing his legal defense. This basically boiled down to, well, I'm not Hitler.
0: The backup plan was to flee to neutral Switzerland, though even that was a gamble. This was a new world. The Allies had all the cards, and they wouldn't need to play by anyone's rules but their own.
1: And yet, the Nazi war machine still worked well enough to make sure that Allied progress was slow.
0: Mussolini spent the next several months in a state of extreme physical and mental duress as the world closed in around him. Hitler didn't care what happened to him. He was to stay as the puppet leader of the Salo Republic until the end. Paris
1: was liberated in August 1944. The only targets left were Germany and the northern fascist-controlled part of Italy.
0: Mussolini likely abandoned any hope of making peace with the Allies and instead consigned himself to the hope that the Germans would keep fighting long enough for him to escape to a friendly country. Perhaps Spain, where he had once lent Italian troops to help support the dictatorship of Francisco Franco, In the late 1930s.
1: It was this attitude that led him to Milan in April 1945. He arrived at the fascist headquarters where he had once directed blackshirts to terrorize socialists.
0: But upon meeting with the fascists, he was shocked to discover that they and the Germans were negotiating an unconditional surrender with the Allies. He was shocked at the Nazis in particular.
1: Apparently, even Hitler's influence had its limits. The rallying cry of National Socialism and anti-Semitism faded in the face of absolute defeat.
0: This changed everything for Mussolini. Now it was only a matter of time before he was handed over to his enemies with no ability to negotiate.
1: He had to attempt to escape to Switzerland as soon as possible and then try to fly to Spain from there.
0: A group of SS soldiers shuttled him along the northern Italian road that led to freedom. Mussolini assumed they were all fascist brothers-in-arms. He underestimated how much the Axis defeat had changed things.
1: The car was stopped by communist partisans, Italians who had helped to liberate Italy and were now hoping for actual self-rule, not the totalitarianism Mussolini represented.
0: When the partisans recognized Mussolini, the SS didn't protect him. Instead, they immediately turned him over, hoping to avoid bloodshed and hasten their own escape.
1: Mussolini would have known only fear, confusion, and depression at this point. These men were not familiar to him. They were not allied leaders who might have some political use for him.
0: He was shuttled from hideout to hideout, not too dissimilar from his original arrest. He had only Clara Petacci, his mistress, to comfort him.
1: But it would soon become clear what these partisans intended. They were the angry next generation, the new ideal Italian men. Italian futurist and fascist Filippo Marinetti, an inspiration to Mussolini, predicted that this was the ultimate and noble end to any true, strong, aggressive, masculine fascist.
0: He once wrote, When we are forty, let younger and stronger men than we throw us in the waste paper basket like useless manuscripts. They will find us at last, one winter's night in the depths of the country in a sad hangar, echoing with the notes of the monotonous rain, crouched near our trembling aeroplanes, warming our hands at the wretched fire. They will crowd around us, panting with anguish and disappointment, and exasperated by our proud, indefatigable courage, will hurl themselves forward to kill us.
1: Which is exactly what the partisans did to Mussolini and Clara, riddling them with bullets. Four hit Mussolini's heart. His face was reduced to a lump.
0: The blacksmith's son died in the northern country where he was born, his promise spilling out into the grass. His inability to overcome the selfishness and arrogance ingrained in him by his father led to the destruction of his country and the murder of thousands.
1: South of him, many of Italy's greatest cities lay in ruins. It, and the rest of Europe, was a gaping wound.
0: On April 29, 1945, the partisans unceremoniously dumped the bodies in a plaza in Milan. It wasn't long before the citizenry gathered around, realizing who this was.
1: They kicked and spat on Mussolini's corpse, further disfiguring it. He and Clara were hung from meat hooks, a gory spectacle for all to see. The plaza was soon flooded with people, unbelieving that their reclusive Duce was now dead before them.
0: Some spat on his corpse because they were socialists and communists, who had been persecuted by the fascists for decades. Others were perhaps secret fascists themselves, simply taking the opportunity to punish their leader for his failure.
1: It was a plaza full of all kinds of Italians. Only in death had Mussolini managed to bring them together.
0: Mussolini's legacy was forever tainted by his abysmal war performance. In the modern day, there is an entire category of internet memes dedicated to mocking the failure of the Italian army in World War II.
1: In the United States, most only know Mussolini as the dictator with the funny hat. He is a far less classic villain than his forever frenemy Hitler.
0: In Italy, his descendants would go on to remain in the public eye, most especially his granddaughter Alessandra she served as a senator and then as a member of the European Parliament, a body her nationalist grandfather likely wouldn't have approved of. Italy
1: has largely become the tourism destination to Europe that Mussolini never wanted it to be. His masculine ideals still linger, however, with some longing for the leadership of the dictator who promised a return to the Roman Empire.
0: Though Italy seems as ill-suited as ever for global conquest, That doesn't mean that some new, young, angry man won't look to the future and promise his people everything if they only turn on each other.
1: Thanks for listening to Dictators. We'll be back next Tuesday with a new episode.
0: You can find all episodes of Dictators and all other ParCast Originals for free on Spotify.
1: Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast Originals like Dictators for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker.
0: To stream Dictators on Spotify, just open the app and type Dictators in the search bar.
1: And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at ParCast and Twitter at ParCast Network. We'll see you next time.
0: Dictators was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound design by Anthony Valsic, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro and Carly Madden. This episode of Dictators was written by Greg Castro with writing assistance by Kate Gallagher and stars Kate Leonard and Richard Rosner.